Thank you for listening today on Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to check us out at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. In just a moment, Pastor Larry will be teaching us a constant truth from God's Word to help us in this always changing world. You can always find more teaching with Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number four, others. That would be Freedom Church for others. Now, let's get to learning the Bible to live the Bible with Pastor Larry. Hey, good afternoon, folks. This is Pastor Larry with Freedom Ministries. Hope that you're doing well. Welcome to Facebook Live. It is noon. It is Thursday, November the 3rd. If you're just joining us, we're studying about prayer, rightly dividing the subject of prayer. I prayed in faith. Why didn't God answer me? Or why didn't he answer me in the way that I thought that he would? If you're on Facebook, this will be part three. If you're listening in on the podcast ministry at www.podcastwithpastorlarry.com, this will be episode three. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining in and participating. If you're on Facebook, feel free to like, share, and comment. You can do that all along the way. Would love to hear from you. Maybe you have a prayer request. Would love to pray for you. And uh, I look through all those comments and uh, so grateful that you could be a part of this. If you're on the podcast and you're just listening in and, of course, you're not seeing the video, that's fine. I'm glad that you give an ear to be a part of the study and grow in God's Word with me and others. So we're going to get right into the study today. Again, we're talking about the subject of prayer. It can be often confusing, and sometimes we're just not sure about our prayer life. Sometimes, have you ever felt this way, that you're praying and maybe it's about a specific um, subject matter or something that's dear to your heart, or maybe you're even praying for someone else and it doesn't turn out, or you don't get the answer that you were specifically praying for? Or have you ever been taught or gone through a particular series or study in the Bible, and you've come across some passages, and you prayed those passages, believing that this is how God wanted you to pray, and yet there were not any results? We've all been there. But it could be because we aren't rightly dividing the subject of prayer. See, in the Bible, before uh, Israel, God used and animal sacrifices. Their prayers were answered through animal sacrifices, through the law of Moses. It was given, they had to go through a priest and a plus animal sacrifices. During the apostolic period, God used supernatural events, whatever the disciples, the apostles said, however they acted, whatever they asked for happened. And so it's important that you understand what age you're living in and that you're applying the scriptures appropriately for the direct mail that God's given you. And so we've been studying this, and one of the first things, as we kind of review just a bit, is that when we look at the even the prayers of the early apostles in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the early part of Acts, Acts chapter 1 through 7, we learned that prayer promises there were made 
only to the 12 apostles. And we looked at a lot of scriptures. We also understood that those prayers were made in the time context of Israel's kingdom coming. And so if you've missed any part of that study, for sake of time, we don't want to review all of that and kind of repeat the same lesson. But if you've missed any part of part one or part two, you can definitely go back on the podcast and hear those in length and in detail, or you can go back on Facebook according to date and listen to those. They're up every Tuesday and Thursday of every week. What we're studying now on this part is that these promises were fulfilled to the 12 apostles. Now, what I want us to do together is I want us to go through the scriptures. And again, we see these being fulfilled through the early Acts time period. See, in the early part of Acts, while the kingdom program, very important, while that was being offered to Israel, the apostles got a foretaste of the power and authority that they will have in Christ's kingdom. And the apostles made no mistakes, they made no blunders, and when they prayed it, claimed it, guess what? Whatever they said, it happened. So what we're going to do now is we're going to look at some of these together, and we're going to cross-reference a lot of the verses that we've already read, but we're going to see them fulfilled in the Acts time period. So if we can go to the book of Acts, we're going to look at Acts as well as Mark, Matthew, and John. But when you look at Acts chapter 3, listen to verses 3 through 4, because we're talking about these being fulfilled, and this has everything to do with our prayer life, because when we pray, sometimes what we pray doesn't seem like it's getting fulfilled, and I understand that. But the reason I understand that is because it's possible that we're praying prayers that were not meant for us to pray. They weren't our direct mail. So in Acts chapter 3, verses 4 through 8, listen to this. The Bible says, Peter gazing at him with John said, look at us. So he paid attention to them, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So here you have a lame man. You have a man here, and he's at the temple, and it's called beautiful. And he is there, and he's asking them to help them. And Peter and John says, we don't have anything, but here's what we do have. Now listen to what he says. He says, rise up and walk. How about that? Now, verse 7, he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. Jumping up, he stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and jumping and praising God. Yeah, we're not seeing that today. We pray for that to happen. We pray for 
people to be healed. And yes, God does still do that, but not in outwardly and open public like we see this happening all the time during Jesus's earthly ministry. But this chapter, these verses, Acts 3 verses 4 through 8, are a literal fulfillment of Mark 11 23. What does Mark 11 23 say? Well, we're going to look at a lot of scripture, so hang in there. This will be a good study, a deep study, but it'll be a good one. In Mark 11, verse 23, here's what Jesus told him. For truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Well, Peter and John said, walk. And this lame man walked. Did he not? Yeah, he did. What about, and it's also a literal fulfillment of John 14, 13, and 14. You can look that up. What about Acts chapter 4? Let's look at Acts chapter 4, or at least listen to this if you're on the podcast ministry. Acts chapter 4, verses 24 through 33. What an incredible thought here. This is prayer for boldness. In verses 24 through 33, when they heard this, they lifted their voice in unity to God and prayed, Lord, you are God, who has made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. And who by the mouth of your servant David said, Why do the nations rage and the people devise vain things? The king of the earth came and the rulers were assembled together against the Lord and against his Christ. Indeed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people, right, were assembled together against your holy son, Jesus, whom you have anointed to do what your hand and your counsel have ordained to be done. Now, Lord, look on the threats, look on their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with great boldness by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be performed in the name of your holy son, Jesus. This is what they're asking for. Jesus, God, give us this boldness with signs and wonders. When they had prayed, this is Acts 4.31. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spake the word of God with boldness. All the believers were one heart and one soul, and no one said that what he was possessed was his own. But to all of them, things were in common. With great power, the apostles testified to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was on them all. This is a literal fulfillment of Matthew chapter 18. Yes, Matthew 18, verses 18 and 19. Listen to this verse. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two or three of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Look, what they're asking for and what they're praying for 
is literally being fulfilled by the promise that Jesus gave to them. Now, I know what you see on TV and maybe what you hear and what you have seen others do or purport to do. And what you're finding is that, well, maybe this is possible. Look, these men of today in our age are not given this apostolic power. No matter how much they breathe on people, no matter how much they lay hands on people or whatever shenanigans that they do, God is not working through men and women to do this type of work today. God is doing a different type of work. Yes, does God still heal? Yes. But he's not using apostolic power through these apostles or even purported apostles today. And may I remind you, an apostle is someone who has seen the risen Lord. You could not be an apostle unless you've seen the risen Christ. How about Acts chapter 5? Let's go there. And the reason for all of this cross-referencing is because I want you to see how easy it is to pull verses and just pull them right out of a context and try to apply them, and they don't work. It's because the context has not been taught correctly or given in the whole matter of understanding who is writing this and whom they are speaking to. In Acts chapter 5, verses 9 and 10, Peter said to her, now, if you understand this chapter, Peter said, how is it to Ananias and Sapphira, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. So here you have a couple who've come in and who have bragged about what they've given and they've lied about it. And they've made a big scenery. They've made a big to-do. They wanted to be noticed. They made a mockery of giving. And they lied. And so when confronted, well, the husband lied. He dropped dead. And now Peter is asking the wife about this. Well, she lied as well. At once she fell down. This is Acts 5, verse 10. At once she fell down at his, feet, at his feet and died. Upon entering, the young men found her dead and carried her out and buried her beside her husband. What is happening? They lied about their giving. They lied and they kept back proceeds that should have been given or were purported to give. And this is a literal fulfillment of Matthew chapter 16, verse 9. Verse 6, uh, chapter 16, verse 19, excuse me. I will give you the keys of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. They were literally able to speak life and death. This is unbelievable 
of what's taking place. And so what I'm wanting you to understand that it's so important for us to understand how God's word needs to be rightly divided. You can also read in Acts chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. That is a literal fulfillment of Mark eleven twenty four, and John 14, 12 and 13. We see all these prayer promises that we've studied together literally fulfilled. What I'm saying again is that these apostles, these, these disciples made no blunders, no mistakes. Whatever they said happened. Whatever they claimed happened. Whatever they could bind, whatever they could loose, it happened. Why would God grant these men such power? Because they were supernaturally endowed by God's Spirit under God's kingdom program for Israel. This is a fulfillment of Joel 2, 28 and 29. See, God was using during this time period signs and wonders and miraculous power of the apostles to call Israel to repentance. That was the reason, folks. He was calling them to repentance. And after Israel rejected God's call to repentance, that's where God raised up the apostle Paul to reveal to him that Israel's kingdom program was temporarily suspended. He revealed to him the dispensation of grace and the mystery of the body of Christ, which no one had heard about. And so it's very important. And you can read about this in 1 Corinthians 1.22, and I hope that you will. Acts 2.43, Acts 4.29 and 30, Acts 5.11 and 12. But what about today? So you're wondering, probably, okay, all that I've heard, and if it doesn't apply to me, and I hear that and, and I understand it to some degree, what about today? See, people want to know, well, do I possess any prayer promises? Can, can I pray in faith, speak a word of faith? You've probably heard of that. Oh, a word of knowledge, word of faith, and have it happen instantly can, can can we see people heal instantaneously? Because that's every time you're in God's word under Jesus's earthly ministry. This is what you see. You actually see healing instantaneously. Every person this happened with. Well, today's economy, I don't see any evidence of it. And neither do you. Some people will claim they have these powers and that they even have these prayer promises and they claim to have the apostolic powers, but the proof is in the pudding. They don't have it. They just don't have it. And there's no need for it. See, all the apostles have died and Israel's program has been temporarily suspended. When Israel's program resumes in the tribulation, we see this miraculous power demonstrated again. It will pick back up. And this is where God is promising them that this is going to happen in the tribulation time period. And so it's important. So does the body of Christ. So 
we today? Do we have any prayer promises? Well, in fact, we have some glorious promises that were given to us by Christ through the Apostle Paul. And I can't wait to share those with you. I'm so thankful that, yes, while they're not the same, and yes, they're not name it and claim it in a variety of of different ways, as you see kind of people doing today, because we're not living, folks, under God's prophetic kingdom program that was for the nation of Israel. But we are a part of one body. And that body is called the body of Christ, living in the mystery program revealed by the Apostle Paul. And here's the thing. When you rightly divide God's word, even when it comes to the subject of prayer, because 2 Timothy 2.15 says that we, we, we study, right? We study to show ourselves approved, that a workman needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15, we study to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. And what you find is there are some great promises for us. And what we find is that there are many. And when it comes to the subject of prayer, we've got to understand that when you're in a context, you've got to make sure you understand to whom the promises were made and the time context in which they were given. And when we claim promises that were never intended for us or in the time period in which we live, what do we do? We end up corrupting God's word. This is why it's so important for even us to study even the subject of prayer. Why? As a Christian, I want to handle God's word correctly, but I also want to live in it in a way right, that is pleasing and honoring. I want to live victoriously, and I want to live, don't you, in a way, as a Christian, under the the direct mail that God is giving us. I want it to work, but there are different applications in God's Word for different people. Yes, all the Bible is written to you, but it wasn't written directly to you. So all the Bible is for us, but it wasn't written directly to you, every bit of it. And so that's why it's so important for you to study God's Word, and that we just don't take certain scriptures and make them fit however we desire to. So as a student of God's Word, thanks for joining me, and thanks for being a part of this study together. I can't wait till we come together and study God's Word next time, where we're going to discover what are some of the prayer promises for us today. We've talked about nation of Israel. We've talked about the apostles and the big wonders and miraculous things that they did, and that was awesome, and the fulfillment of those, and the things that are going to be promised to them in the future. But what about us today? Is there anything for us today? It sure is. And so I hope that you'll join me and bring someone with you so we can learn what are our prayer promises for us today. The body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ for today. So until next time, God bless you. You are loved and you are prayed for. Take care. 
Thanks for joining us today for Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Pastor Larry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com to hear weekly biblical teaching. You can always find more teaching of Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number for others. That would be Freedom Church for others. This is a listener-supported podcast. Feel free to partner with us to further our reach of the gospel to the world. If you feel led to give, please log on to PastorLarry.org. Again, thanks for connecting to Podcast with Pastor Larry.